you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via telehealth and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. If you want to learn more about our clinical work, the telehealth center, we have brand new telehealth patient options now open for you all. And if you want to learn about the books, there's lots of free resources there for you as well. It's all at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners, we're giving away free healthy stuff. What are we giving away? Every single month, no matter when you listen to this episode, we're giving away things like free signed books. We're giving away free supplement protocol stacks that we have at drwillcole.com. We're giving away free functional medicine telehealth consultations. So what do you have to do for a chance to win? You get to choose whatever you want. We'll either get you scheduled for the telehealth consult or we'll send it out to you. So for a chance to win, head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the pod. You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself, or you could take a screenshot of that Apple Podcast review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every single month, my team and I are going through the messages on Instagram. Thank you all for the messages. And also the Apple Podcast reviews themselves. Thank you for the kind words. Honestly, I read every single one of them. They're so, so kind. Thank you. It means a lot. Let's get to today's guest. I am such a fan of her. I'm so excited to share this special conversation. Her name is Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts. She is an internationally celebrated Peloton yoga teacher and new mother. Highly regarded as a leader in a new generation of yogis, she's passionate about making yoga and making meditation accessible to everybody. Widely recognized for her work with yoga and teens, Chelsea founded Yoga, Literature, and Art Camp at Spelman College Museum of Fine Art in 2014, which later birthed her nonprofit, Red Clay Yoga. While she's been part of the Peloton family within their yoga modality, Chelsea has honed her style of yoga that blends contemporary hip-hop, electronic, and R&B with a sauna for nearly two decades. She has toured the world as global yoga ambassador for Lululemon, collaborated with brands such as the NIH, Starbucks, and the NFL, and has also graced the cover of Yoga Journal twice, as well as Experience Life magazine. Through the Peloton platform and her prior experience, Chelsea's celebrity supporters and clientele include Jennifer Garner, Shonda Rhimes, and Janelle Monet. Let's get right to it. This is Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts, Art of Being Well. Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts, this is a long time coming for me. I, you don't know this yet. I just told you before we started recording, but I didn't explain myself. I'm a huge fan of your work. I've run the telehealth center in functional medicine for the past 13, 14 years at this point. For the past three, no, I, let me say this, for the past 14 years, we start our day every day before we see patients online. We start 
our day with prayer and meditation. And then we get go through the case reviews for the day. So the team's just corporately on the same page. And we can hold space for these people that are going through heavy health issues. And that's off, That's why we call the podcast The Art of Being Well, because there's science and there's, there's the art. There's this sort of duality that we have to hold in, in wellness, in functional medicine. For the past three years, many, many mornings, we use your classes for our morning meditations here at the telehealth center. So you, you're, you're a part of our morning and you didn't even know it. Well, I'm honored. Like when you talk about a ripple effect, like that pebble in the pond and, you know, that you're taking care of others and you're taking care of yourself and that expansion of me taking care of y'all. And then I got my folks taking care of me. Like, that's beautiful. So thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> my goodness. I, I, my, I told my wife, I said, I'm talking to Chelsea Jackson Roberts today. <laughs> the whole family is super fans. I do the family meditations with my kids and my wife. Oh, so I, I, I do love your work so much. I'd love to start with how did yoga and meditation find you or how did you find it? I don't know which way you want to see it, but. Yeah. So I started after graduating from college. So I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio, and I moved to Atlanta, Georgia when I was 18 years old to start Spelman College. And I didn't actually start yoga then. I would see people practicing yoga and I just didn't think it was for me, but I actually saw my reflection you know, that is definitely a part of the narrative when you find communities that have experienced, you know, either being invisible or not being considered. But I actually saw people practicing yoga, but it just didn't, I just didn't think that it was for me. And so I never tried until later. I became a school teacher. I taught elementary school and I remembered this thing, this practice called yoga. And I remembered that the people who I saw practice it. It wasn't like they were happy all the time, but they had this sense of knowing, this sense of understanding really life's twists and turns, all that I could see enough in my early 20s to just be like, hmm, if I've got to navigate life as an adult, then I want to understand what it is that they've unlocked in this thing called yoga and meditation that can possibly help me on the journey. And so it wasn't until I started teaching elementary school and I needed a place for myself taking care, talk about taking care of others. I had eight and nine year olds. I had their families. I was in a title one school. So there were very limited resources, very limited. Um, there wasn't a lot of hope. And of course there was a lot of joy that lived in those spaces, but I also had to find ways to cultivate joy for myself in Atlanta, Georgia all alone, young Chelsea, trying to figure life out. And I started practicing yoga. I was like, I'm going to go to this yoga class. And by the time I stepped into my first one, now I will say I was the only Black girl who was in there. I was the only person who I felt didn't have a yoga body of what I thought was a yoga body. And so I remember that feeling intimidating, but I kept going. I kept showing up. And here I am decades later in this practice. It's amazing. Do you feel like I think of Dayton, Ohio? I'm, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. even Atlanta, Georgia, like different, maybe smaller cities, smaller towns, or certain cultures in the area. I think of the South, not to overgeneralize, but and I see have a lot has changed around mm -hmm. the world mm -hmm. in the past, you know, past decades, but still there's I'm curious to see what you have seen in the awareness, I think, to when you talk about things like meditation and yoga, they used to think, oh, it's for LA uh -huh. or it's for an ashram. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. What have you seen change over the years? I think the more that we normalize yoga, not being this isolated practice that only happens, you got to have this yoga mat. Or what I've seen now is like, I'm practicing yoga because I'm in Bali for this weekend retreat, you know, I'm seeing that people kind of compartmentalize the practice of yoga when they feel like they it's not for them. I think that when, you know, that is my mission at Peloton to normalize it, to make it fun, to make it accessible, to let people know through either the music that they're hearing that I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for practice yoga and meditation with. And so I think the more education that we have and the more that we normalize how practical the practice is, I think we'll see more people practicing. Mm -hmm, for sure. And I'm sure you've heard this 
question before. I hear it all the time from new patients. They'll tell me meditation's not for me. And I typically, my thought is the people that are typically say that, not all the time, they're normally the people that need to do it the most, right? They're, they're so dysregulated and hypervigilant that that stillness and quiet quietness can be scary. And that's why we need to flex that mindfulness muscle. Am I wrong? What do you say to someone who says that? I think that that's pretty accurate because I think about myself and the things that I avoid that are probably the best thing for me to do. I remember I was like really resistant against sleep for a period of time in my life. And I'm like, girl, like, please go to sleep. And now as I age, I'm like, oh, it is critical. It is a non-negotiable for me. So Yes, I would say. And then in that sleep, I do think that it's very similar to meditation is that, you know, the day was just lying there with me and everything, all of the sounds, everything that I didn't get done, the checklist, the things that I have to get done, everything that was keeping me out of the present moment shows me that I probably need to practice on being present. And that's what meditation does for us. And it's scary because it does bring up those feelings that I don't have enough time to simply sit here, breathe in stillness, especially when my mind is telling me that I have things that are undone and things that need to get done. So yeah, it's hard. But mm -hmm. guess what, y'all? For me, I call, you know, yoga and meditation, not this workout, but a work in because we're going so inward. And to me, I thought the same, not to me. I thought the same. I was just like, I don't have enough time in my day to sit down and do this. Even for yoga, I felt like if it was something that I had time that I had to dedicate to fitness, then I need to be sweating profusely. I need to be out of breath. It needs to be worth my time. But what I found was even in the slowing down in a yoga class in the long run, in the big picture, it saved me a lot of time because it made me more present in those moments when I had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. It when I didn't have enough time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can be more <laughs> more present, more focused. You can be mm -hmm. more make decisions that are in alignment with what you that are for the greater good of your and your life and others. I see so much truth to that. At the telehealth center, we customize food protocols based on patients' labs, their health goals. There's so much bioindividuality when it comes to clinical nutrition and food as medicine. But something that everybody needs, it's so commonly overlooked or not optimized, no matter who you are, is optimizing protein. And a company that makes it so simple, they take the guesswork out of it by providing whole food, clean ingredients, and optimal complete protein sources is sweet green. You may think that sweet greens is only a salad place, but they have these new protein plates that I love recommending to our telehealth patients. So they have so many different flavors that I love. They have the miso glazed salmon, they have the Southwest chicken fajita, which is so good, the hot honey chicken and the herb roasted chicken. Try them all. The flavor is out of this world. And let me show you and break down some of the macros here. The miso glazed salmon has 33 grams of protein. The hot honey chicken has 49 grams of protein. And the Southwest chicken vita has 47 grams of protein. You're also getting fiber-rich vegetables and they don't use seed oils. One of my favorite things that I love about sweet greens now is they don't use any seed oils, only extra virgin olive oil or avocado oil. And what's very cool is that every sweet green location works with local farmers and local suppliers, which means they are supporting our community. So use promo code COAL5 for $5 off for all new users. Try the all new protein plates at your local sweet green or in the sweet green app. You know, a major part of my work in functional medicine is showing people and educating people the fact that mental health is not separate from physical health. Mental health is physical health. So we recommend mental health care for every single patient. A tool, a resource that I love in this category is Talkspace. I recommend everybody check out Talkspace. If you think seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and to meet with them or maybe even afford them, I really recommend trying Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. 
Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist, but why wait? You can get a therapist through Talkspace right now. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light in your life. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home or at work on your lunch break. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made extremely easy. Talkspace can help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and so much more. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash ABW. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash ABW to get $80 off the first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash ABW. I think of some cases for new patients that have very dysregulated nervous systems, very hypervigilant, and the act of meditation, it's not that they don't want to try meditation. It can really bring up a lot of mm-hmm. anxiety and panic attacks. And mm-hmm. even in some of your classes, I think you'll say, well, close your eyes or just have a downward gaze. For some people, mm-hmm. even closing their eyes can be too much. Can you tell everybody what's going on there? And like, maybe what are, what are some pro tips you have for someone that is afraid of some you know anxiety coming mm-hmm. up during their meditation? Well, the first thing is that Yoga and meditation supported me in seeking additional support for my mental health. And so it provided and offered the courage for me to even reach out and say, let me try a therapist too. Like yoga and meditation is amazing. And perhaps I could benefit from using this service as well. So that's where I'm going to start. If you have the opportunity, the support financially, whatever it looks like to look into therapy, that part. <laughs> so I'll say that first. The second part is, is that when I think about yoga and meditation, I left off the other part of what brought me to the practice. So the first part was completely physical. The second part that really led me into meditation was the tragic loss of my best friend. Mm. She was brutally murdered. It was tragic. It was abrupt. It was something I had never experienced before. I was only 24 years old at the time. And so it was something that was beyond my capacity of understanding, of processing, of moving through. I, at the time, did not seek therapy. That was a place where I did not seek therapy, but I started going to yoga and meditation. But again, it opened me to that. I experienced trauma. And trauma is any time that you feel overwhelmed, hopeless, hopeless, like whatever it is, it's beyond you and you don't know how to get past it. You don't know how to cope. And for me, yoga was that anchor, that consistency, that that space where I felt free, I felt safe, I felt secure. I dealt with a lot of anxiety after Misty's death. Mm. And it was something about yoga. Initially, though, there was resistance. Let me tell you, resistance looks like, you know, um, saying I don't have time for this. This is a waste of my time. Resistance doesn't always look like crying. That actually looks like the surrender. So I would often find myself crying in Shavasana because I realized that my body had been holding so much. Mm -hmm. And that's why yoga in particular is great because we're using the breath, we're using movement to reset our body Mm -hmm. to the sort of normalization that you were at before the trauma happened. Just like I'm sure that you know how we regulate or how animals in nature regulate their bodies after getting out of danger. They shake their bodies, right? And so that's essentially what we're doing with movement. And with yoga, I love it because there's science behind it. And it's it's just practical for me. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that with us. I know so many yoga teachers I've heard over the years and in your classes, people will oftentimes say when they do, people do breath work or even hip openers, I hear it a lot, is the people just abruptly start crying. And I think of the research of trauma and chronic stress being stored in our body. And these are somatic ways, whether it's breath work, meditation, yoga as a movement, somatic meditation, to clear these stored and metabolize these stored traumas. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you shared your experience. I'm sure you hear thousands over the years of stories of people who saw their wellness shift through these practices. Can you share one that comes to mind? 
Well, I just think in particular, like of folks who physically in their body didn't think that they could ever sit long enough for a yoga practice. And then they may do it in increments of five minutes. I feel like you are psyching yourself out if you think, let me just start at this two hour yoga class. I'm not going to (laughs) last. So I recommend to folks to start off, you know, in those small increments, whatever that looks like. And so, yeah, I think that there is power in simplicity. I think that there is power in just going to the basics, to our bodies. And so those are the stories. When I see those aha moments of my students when I'm in person with them on the mat where maybe they've walked with their shoulders up toward their ears and they don't realize that it's associated, you know, each time they experience trauma or they're triggered. And so when they get that awareness and so when that comes up in life, they remember and they see, oh, let me breathe right now. And they're like, wow, Chelsea, it is really as simple as resourcing ourselves and finding our anchor through the breath. Mm-hmm. I you kind of answered this. A question that I had for you was how long, maybe for the person that's okay, I'm willing to give this a shot, but what's the minimum I can do to see the benefits? What have you seen? What's the research say? You know, well, it depends on, so there's so much research, which I'm fascinated by because I am a researcher on yoga and there's so many different directions. There's the scientific, the physiological, there's the emotional, the mental, there's the, where I looked at the educational, how yoga and mindfulness supports us in understanding and processing information. And so I think it all depends on what you are going to the mat for. Initially I went, cause I was just like, I need to work out. I need to feel in my body. I want to feel more connected. Then it turned into this is really getting me to each day after the trauma that I can no longer handle. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yoga is really working in this aspect. The research that I do with children and youth. And so I think that because the research is still in the foundational parts, especially when you move beyond the science of it, I think that there's a lot that we can learn to understand what type of yoga is actually the one that I should go to. Maybe it's not the power yoga or the hot yoga. Maybe I should start at the restorative yoga, definitely the beginner yoga class. And so I think that it's not ever one size fits all. Thank goodness. I think that you want to find also a teacher and a practice that is optimal for you. You never want your yoga and meditation practice to be yet another place that you're critical of yourself or you're feeling bad or defeated. Mm. And so to me, that's where you're going to know, let that guide you. And that yoga and meditation is also going to build the trust that you have, that you're making the right decision as you move forward. Mm. Thank you for that. And you probably perked some people's ears on even different types of yoga. And maybe Mm -hmm. they hear these terms thrown around, but they never really knew. I I thought it was just yoga. What are the main types of yoga that people should be aware of and maybe see which one's right for them? Yeah. So again, if you're looking for a space to really heal, to I always say in my classes to allow the earth to hold you because you have been going, going, going try a restorative yoga class where you're using the pillows, the blankets, the props to breathe. Now, it's not always easy to slow down that much at that pace. So just be mindful of that. Restorative yoga, if you just need a reset. If you're looking because you're looking for a jump start, that's where you look for the power yoga, the vinyasa flows. You know, at Peloton, we have the yoga conditioning classes and things like that. So yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, something for everybody literally Mm -hmm. out there when it comes to yoga. All right, so let's talk about positions during meditation. I have tighter hamstrings, which is why I should be doing yoga more often (laughs) with you. But I'm holding myself accountable right here in front of everybody. But I find myself, I will get into, you know, cross like like lotus position or I'll be mm-hmm. sitting up even and it's not as comfortable for longer meditations. So I mm-hmm. naturally want to lie down Shavasana style, but I want to do what's right. When you're telling me to sit up and not lay down and in the class, you're not there. I feel like, all right, I need to do what Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts is telling me to do. What yeah. what do you is is comfort does comfort matter more than than anything or is it one is one position better than the other? 
I think that the, again, the most optimal position for your body is what's important. And it may not, I do not take for granted, Will, that not everyone will feel comfortable in their bodies. Like there may be listeners out there who are dealing with chronic pain where there is nothing that makes them feel comfortable in their bodies. So fully acknowledging that. And then also working with your body so that you can get closest to that as you possibly can. So now you're going to make me go back to every meditation and say, you know what? Go ahead and lie down if you need to. <laughs> Just give me a <laughs> shout out if you do that. I tell people to sit in a chair. I will. <laughs> I do tell people, you know, sit in a chair, sit on a couch. If you're trying to sit on the floor on a cushion, lean against the wall. I'm more interested in your mind and you mentally being present than you trying to uphold some structure that we've seen emulated in the, you know, what it looks like to be a yogi sitting mm-hmm. in meditation. Wow. I, I take that as permission now. I'll be lying yes, down. <laughs> you have permission. <laughs> as I'm recording this podcast, I'm in between consulting patients and I am sipping on one of my favorite drinks. You know, I love my drinks. This is a drink that I've like for a long time, we recommend it to patients. It's hum kombucha. Oh my gosh. If you haven't tried these, you need to. With hum, you can enjoy a low sugar kombucha, a zero sugar kombucha, and the first Whole30 approved kombucha. Or they have these amazing probiotic seltzers and sodas as well. Hum beverages are packed with billions of live probiotics to support a healthy immune system and optimal gut health. Plus, it's loaded with vitamin B12 to give you a great boost of energy throughout your day. Hum beverages are absurdly tasty. They're flavor forward, easy to drink, and come in a variety of delicious, innovative flavors. If you're looking for a delicious, maybe dry month, if you want to explore some alcohol-free alternatives, I really recommend these. Hum's got you covered with a variety of zero to low sugar kombuchas and tasty probiotic seltzers and sodas to choose from. Hum is such a great drink that will love you back. You won't feel like crap the next day and it supports gut health as well. Visit humkombucha.com and use code Dr. Wilkel. That's D-R Wilkel, code Dr. Wilkel for 15% off your first total order. You can find Hum on Amazon for free shipping with Amazon Prime and delivery to anywhere in the United States. Here at the Telehealth Center, we love data. We run labs, we track improvements on labs, and then real-time data as well. A tool that we use in this category as far as wearable, real-time data, and see health improvements that you don't even need a functional medicine doctor. You can do this on your own as well. It is CGM from Cygnos. I love this device. Cygnos can help you short-circuit the cycle of insatiable cravings, metabolic health, low energy, trouble losing weight. A lot of this has to do with metabolic inflexibility. And you can look at your own bio-individual data and Cygnos makes it so simple with their CGM or the Continuous Glucose Monitor. You can use data directly from your body to design a wellness plan that's unique to your lifestyle. Cygnos is the only company that combines a CGM with an AI-driven app to deliver real-time glucose or blood sugar monitoring for optimal health and weight management. With Cygnos, you can literally see which foods cause your blood sugar to spike, and there's so much bioindividuality with that. You can see which ones work for you and which ones your body doesn't love right now and tailor a food protocol for you. And it's so much more than food. I mean, how does stress impact your blood sugar? How does sleep impact your blood sugar? How does physical activity impact your blood sugar? You can get all this data right with Cygnos. Cygnos will remove the guesswork of weight loss and wellness and give you the tools and knowledge that you need to develop healthier habits for your life. Again, it combines your glucose data from the CGM with an AI-driven app to deliver you real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's S-I-G-N-O-S.com, and get 20% off select plans by using code WILLCOLE today. That's Cygnos.com, use code WILLCOLE to get 20% off select plans today. I didn't ask you this. How did you find Peloton? How did you get connected with with Peloton? 
Yeah, Peloton found me. And this is a shout out to, you know, folks who are doing the thing that you really love and you're devoted to, and you're doing it whether you think that anybody is watching or not. And I think about the first time that I taught yoga and, you know, a lot of people showed up. That first class was popping back in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, all of my friends were excited. I just graduated. And then a couple of days in, the excitement went down and I was the only person who showed up and I still practiced that full day. And I always go back to that moment because right now I will say that I am at one of the highest points that I've ever been in my career as a yoga teacher. And I'm grateful for that. And I will never forget that day being alone in the yoga ashram in that studio room when nobody else was there and I continued to practice. And so Fast forward to 2019, I was a global ambassador for Lululemon and I was teaching around the world. My husband, Shane, was traveling with me as my manager, security guard, confident, like all the things. (laughs) (laughs) And then we ended up, I taught in China, I taught in Paris, like all these different places. And I was sharing it on social media. And then someone from Peloton reached out. Actually, Ross Rayburn reached out and he said, hey, we're with this place called Peloton. My cousin had a Peloton at the time, and this is pre-pandemic Peloton. And so I was familiar, but I didn't do Peloton. I practiced yoga and that's what they saw in me. They needed a yoga teacher who could welcome everyone to the mat. And the rest is history. I love it. And so <laughs> you started in 2020. Is that when you started with Peloton? I started in 2020. Yeah. yeah. We moved from Atlanta to New York, March 13th, 14th. And then the next day we went into lockdown. Wow. I was going to say, like, I didn't know that, you know, you see here, see the classes, you don't know the timeline when it happens behind the scenes. So that's mm-hmm. a crazy time. You're in New York yeah. at lockdown, just start this brand new job, but also this people were at home, right? And people were yeah. using Peloton in huge numbers during those years and continuing to to do so. What was that like for you? Well, I mean, and on top of that, you know, the day before I was launched, we had also witnessed George Floyd right. being on the screen right before us mm-hmm. seeing that tragically happen. And so I remember feeling like everything that I had done up until this point had been for this moment because I had never been able to have access to that many eyes, ears, hearts Mm -hmm. at one time. And so I remember that was the inaugural breathe in, speak up that I do with Tunde. And I did that meditation before I even had my premier yoga flow. And it was to support the community going through not just a global pandemic, but also the resurgence of Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And so it was a time to say if there was a moment where you're just like, so me being a school teacher, me being a girl from Dayton, Ohio, me having this lived experience, all of these moments intersected for me to have the confidence to deliver that meditation Mm -hmm. on that day. Wow. Do you, I mean... I'm just, I know many people with many different backgrounds that do yoga and meditation, but for me, it is such a spiritual practice. It seems like you have this knowingness, this, this of seeing the synchronicity, I think, of the universe. Is that something that you, I mean, I've not heard you talk about it publicly, but it seems like a deep part of your, your walk and your life. Yeah, I think that it is helpful to know that there's something or someone or some experience that is bigger than the one that I'm experiencing right now. So what if I'm so abundantly present for this one right now and there's more? I know that in those days when I feel like giving up, that I need to know that there's more. And that more to me is what connects us all, no matter how that more is processed or how that lens looks for you. I celebrate our unique diversity. But to me, that that more is that universal understanding of what love is. And if that's your spirituality, your faith, your religion, your practice, to me, that's the heart of our connection. Mm -hmm. And my hope is that it's all grounded in love. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
What's your favorite? This is kind of a superficial question, but not so much because I think it sets the tone of the <laughs> oh, class. I'm the both and, so I'm, I'm here for a <laughs> the, good question. <laughs> sublime and the superficial right here. What's your favorite music right now in meditation? I mean, it's really not superficial. It can really elevate, I think, a class. But do you have any favorite artists or songs that you love for meditation and yoga right now? Well, I was, when I first came in, especially around the time that I was speaking of, when we were doing Breathe and Speak Up, I was obsessed with If Bill Street Could Talk soundtrack. I could do like Agape and the the composer artist James Bretel. Oh my gosh. And he personally sent me wax. I was just like... <laughs> I was just like, this is wild. So it was just like, it was just so grounding. It has that cello in there. It has the the bass sound, the baritone sounds. So anything that helps me to get grounded, I play the harmonium. So anytime that I can have a live sound, you know, I grew up in my yoga life in an ashram, shout out to Kashi Atlanta. And we had life, live kirtan. So I love Bhagavan Das. I love, you know, jazz. I love Coltrane, Alice Coltrane. I just love anything that has this soulfulness to it because to me, that's the part that I bring to yoga, the Mm -hmm. part of myself. And when you talk about genres, I think about the first time that I wanted to introduce hip hop or Mm -hmm. R&B. And I remember feeling afraid and I remember getting criticism about it. And I remember underneath all of it, I just said to myself, how dare I not? Because... I am ashamed of a part of me if I say that this part of me doesn't belong in yoga. Mm -hmm. All of the parts of me belong. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I try to open it up to all genres. So I've done a metal yoga flow, Will. (laughs) I need to take that that class. That one one stretched me. (laughs) I was surprised country was a a bop. I was good with country. I'm good with rock. Metal, it stretched me. So I give me a genre... I'm challenged. You'll you'll make it happen (laughs) on the mat. I'd like to go back to that, like the pushback that you got when you wanted to put hip hop Mm -hmm. in a meditation class Mm -hmm. or yoga class. What was the rub with people? What was their beef? Well, this was, you know, this this was back in the day when I started early on. And I think that it was, you know, I think there have been shifts in who yoga has been for and predominantly where I started in early 2000s up until now, it has been marketed towards thin, able-bodied white women because that's who's buying products. And we live in a capitalist society that can be another podcast another day. I'm the both and a part of it, understanding how I participate in it and also have to use yoga to interrogate it. And I think that it was a place that people hadn't experienced a genre like that at that time, mixing in with something that they compartmentalized in a way that they're just like, wait a minute, what? It was just like Mm -hmm. this this cognitive dissonance of like, what is that doing here? And to me, that sends a message of like, what are they doing here? Why do they think, you know, Mm -hmm. like all of that. And I can still appreciate the Upanishads, the Bhagavad Gita, the sacred texts, the Indian founders of the practice. And I can also say that join me for trap yoga on Monday night. Yeah. The both end. Both end. <laughs> I love it. You, we had actually an artist that I think you use quite often in your classes. I know it's used in, in some of the classes, the meditation and yoga classes is Ryopi. Do you know Ryopi? I knew you were going to say him because I was going to say Ryopi next and then, yeah. yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's a great guy, man. He's yep. He he walks this walk too. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to meet him. We actually had a listening session when I was on maternity leave. So, yep, Riopi, definitely love. Love it. What are some anxiety reducing tips for yoga? Something that we could do daily with yoga or meditation if somebody's struggling with anxiety. Yeah, first part that I said you know, seek medical support. For me, my therapist is my BFF at this point. And then also, you know, shameless plug, I'm on Peloton and you don't need, you know, the bike or the tread to access it. You just need the bike. I mean, excuse me, you just need the app. (laughs) I'm thinking in bike terms right now. You just need the app. So your smartphone, you know, however you get to it. And I say that because I am truly here to support folks who didn't think that they could do this. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the celebration for me. That is what keeps me going. Meeting the person who says, "Mm -mm, not for me, and I want to show you that it is. Mm -hmm. 
So I have a meditation yesterday that was five minutes. I can have one that's as long as 20 minutes. But I say that if you don't have those options to find time in your day, even if it is for a couple of minutes to close your eyes, feel yourself grounded, take a deep breath. And if that's all that you have, congratulations, you've meditated for the day. Seriously, start there. One of the things, one of the first things actually that we talk to telehealth patients about is very important and it's so overlooked. It's what cleaning products are you using in your home? You need to use something non-toxic, hypoallergenic, free of fragrance, free of hormone disruptors, free of harmful preservatives. And of course that are kid-friendly, if you have kids, pet-friendly, if you have pets, just clean and also cost-effective. A brand that I love that checks every single one of these boxes that I've used personally for years and I recommend it to telehealth patients for the past 14 plus years is Branch Basics. If you don't know about Branch Basics, they are legendary and the clean cleaning products, the clean home care products space. Branch Basics Premium Starter Kit will provide you everything you need to replace all of your toxic cleaning products in your home. And they have this amazing sustainable refill model. Once you run out, the only thing you need to repurchase is the concentrate and oxygen boost. So it's not only economical for you, it saves you money, but it also is great from a waste standpoint and sustainability standpoint as well. If you suffer from eczema, allergies, and asthma, make the switch to Branch Basics today. Save 15% off on your starter kit or their brand new hand soap, which is amazing, when you use code T-A-O-B-W. That stands for the art of being well, guys. T-A-O-B-W at branchbasics.com. Again, that is code T-A-O-B-W for 15% off when you purchase a starter kit or their new gel hand soap. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases. Did you know that after the age of 21, you start losing 1% of your collagen every single year? Collagen is important for your skin because it gives natural support and firmness to your skin. Biosil is a brand that I love. It's a premium product that helps you generate your own collagen and helps you to protect the collagen you already have. This product is backed by science, over 25 years and $25 million in research. This product provides real results. Biosil is clinically proven to work for healthier hair, healthier skin, and stronger, healthier nails. It increases skin elasticity by upwards of 89%, shockingly, and decreases the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles by upwards of 30%. Super easy to take, guys. The capsules are smaller than a penny. You just take one capsule two times a day, one capsule in the morning, and one capsule before bed. That's all you have to do. It's vegan. BioCell doesn't contain any collagen from animals, and it's GMO-free. It's safe for pregnant moms-to-be or when you're breastfeeding. So if you're already taking a collagen like me, you can take it with your collagen or take it on its own. Completely fine. Either way, get 30% off your first product order on BioCell's website with code Dr. Will That's D-R Will Again, that's the code Dr. Will for 30% off your first product order or subscription exclusively at BioCell.beauty. That's B-I-O-S-I-L dot beauty. So how about somebody that's struggling with like stress? They're stressed out. I think of our FOMO-laden culture on social media Mm-hmm. Any pro tips for people looking for healthier boundaries with social media and trying to bring some stillness into their day? I feel like every time you feel compelled to move towards a thing that is bringing you suffering, like if you catch yourself and you say, I know on the other side of this, I'm going to suffer. There may be a temporary enjoyment, but I know like even in five minutes, I'm going to suffer replace that with taking some deep breaths. And if you have the time, replace that with logging on and finding a place that you can meditate for five minutes. Replacing those behaviors where we gravitate towards suffering for whatever reason, whether we can name it right now or not, seeing if we can reach, you know, shift the way that we approach it and say, let me take a deep breath, start there. And maybe I have time to take a few more. Mm. That's, and that is practice that I'm doing myself. Like it's, it's rough where I have to be a part of this world. And I also know that it doesn't always serve me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, going back to something you said that I, I don't want to skip over is the mm -hmm. fact that so many people don't know, and this isn't a sponsored episode. I just, I'm such yeah. a super fan of Peloton, but I, so many people don't know that they, they think they'll need the bike or they'll, they'll need right. the tread that you don't. So many people on my team now have a Peloton app because they thought, oh, I, I needed the bike. You can have the bike if you want the bike, but I Absolutely. recommend it to patients. Just get the yeah. app and use it for all the classes, including meditation and yoga. Yeah, my mom and dad are in Dayton, Ohio. They are moving through their 70s. And my mother nor father, they live together, celebrated 50 years of marriage, but they don't have a bike. They don't have a tread. And my mother just celebrated 500 yoga classes with me. That's amazing. So it's just like, y'all, <laughs> if, if they're doing it, yes, I'm telling you, just look into it. And I think there's like a trial period mm -hmm. that you can see if you even want to stay a part of the, the community. Mm -hmm. and that's what I really love about it is like, if you want the bike, you want the tread, you want the row, you can, but the app makes it accessible and affordable for so many people. Mm -hmm. And that was important to me because that has always been at the foundation of who I wanted to be on this yoga journey. And that is to make it accessible. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite type of meditation personally? Do you have one mm -hmm. that you, you go to? Yeah, I love a yoga nidra or deep relaxation mm -hmm. because I am constantly, I have to be careful about yoga because, you know, when the thing that you love and was your refuge or solace becomes mm. your work, as I'm sure you know, when that becomes the thing that you do, you have to be careful in the boundaries that you have with it. And so I kind of carve out the space for yoga nidra, which is also very deep relaxation. Shout out to my teacher, Tracy Stanley. And it's a place where I just let go and let the earth hold me so that I can recharge, refill my cup so that I can come out and provide mm -hmm. classes for other folks. Love it. And you have those type of classes on the Peloton app. Can you explain, you mentioned it's grounding, it's more relaxation, explain maybe the origins of it for people, Yoga mm -hmm. Nidra? Yeah. So Yoga Nidra, you're using your props, you're using anything that can support your joints, your muscles so that your body can rest. Now. Some folks think that this is an opportunity to take a nap. Sometimes your body is so tired that you will find that you will fall asleep. That's not the goal. It's actually to see how it feels to be fully awake while being fully supported and relaxed. So imagine if we could walk through life like that or move through life in that way mm -hmm. to where we're just like, wow, okay, I don't have to be asleep to be completely turned off or go inward to recharge, I can actually still be awake and find a meditation that's going to help me stay present as I recharge. Love it. I'm assuming this is the goal. This is the way that I see it and how I explain it to patients, but I'm not a meditation or yoga teacher. So I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Is that I find if when somebody's consistent with yoga and meditation and they're toning that vagus nerve, really what's happening on a physiological level, that level, that's that largest cranial nerve in the body. It's needed for that resting, digesting, hormone balanced state, which is why for many people, meditation is so difficult at the beginning because we all have kind of poor vagal tone and mm -hmm. breath work and meditation and yoga can help to tone that muscle like an exercise. So if mm -hmm. I did meditation once in a blue moon, I wouldn't be good in it. It's like going to the gym once in a blue moon and saying, well, it's not working for me. Well, it's like, no, right. consistency. And that's why they, why you all call it a practice. It really is. Yeah. And I find that the more patients do it and show up and are consistent with it, they make their life a meditation. They have this presence where they don't, the classes are there to tone and from a maintenance standpoint and just carve out like deeper moments. But mm -hmm. don't you find that, and for yourself maybe, that it's not just about the class. It's really your life is then edified throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's what I often refer to. Um, I'm a part of an organization founded by Sean Korn, Hala Corey, and Suzanne Sterling off the mat into the world. And that phrase in itself, mm -hmm. when we can take our yoga practice off our mat and into the world, to me, that's the end goal. Like mm -hmm. that is the, if I'm cultivating mindfulness, knowing that my actions are impacted by my thoughts, I want to be aligned, like all of these things that I'm practicing on my mat, essentially, that's really how I want to show up in the world. Mm -hmm. I want to be present for my my son, my husband, my community. I want to know how to take care of myself, to sustain the work that I'm doing. So yeah, 
to me, I think that um, folks need to remember that we can burn out in yoga as well. So that's why I say start off small, start off in those small doses Mm -hmm. and build that muscle memory, both in the physical body and in our brain and emotions. Love it. So as you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. At the end of the episodes, we have your art of being well. This is Dr. Chelsea Jackson (laughs) Roberts, Art of Being Well. I'm so excited (laughs) to get to say that. First question is, what is your favorite outdoor sound, a sound of nature? Oh, I, you know, the sound of like a running stream, not a river, a stream. Rivers give me anxiety, but just like a stream. Love that. <laughs> I love that too. What's your favorite natural scent, a scent from nature? Mm, the earth, like that fresh rain, especially where I'm from in Dayton, Ohio. When you get that fresh rain in the morning and you can smell the earth so potent, they're right there. That's a great. Uh, how can you bottle that? I don't think you can bottle that. <laughs> no. That's something that I call God art. You know, it's like you can't, like a, uh-huh. a picture or a bottle will never do it justice. For sure. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Mm, I used to be a tea girl and now I am all about something changes. When I was pregnant, I, I drew back on the, the coffee. I'm coffee. Let me say this. I'm a, I'm a coffee girl and no cream, no sugar. Like I just like it straight up. Do you ever go to... Starbucks. This is controversial in the wellness world. People are like, no. And some people are like, yes, I go to Starbucks sometimes. If you go to Starbucks, what's your Starbucks order? Oh, a tall oat milk, dirty chai. Boom. Best of both worlds. I'm getting my tea. I'm getting my espresso. And then the funny thing that happens whenever I call my order, especially since the pandemic and being at Peloton, somebody turns around and says, Oh my gosh, I listen to your voice to go to sleep every night. It happens. And the first time it happened, it was wild. (laughs) That must be crazy, right? I mean, you're putting putting so many people to sleep. I say that because it's my voice more like people will recognize me at times, but it's my voice. And I I wouldn't even mention this because I'm just like, okay, Chelsea, relax. (laughs) But it's just funny that and it's an honor. And I kind of love it being this introverted kind of person I am. That I have this mystery to me sometimes to the people who only listen to my meditations. And so when they have those moments where they're just like, is that the voice that puts me to sleep every night? <laughs> That's what happens at Starbucks. I right? love it. I love that. That was a question I actually had for you is, do you, are you more introverted or extroverted? You answered that introverted. Do you know what Enneagram you are? Do you know about the Enneagram? I do. And I forget because I did it right when it was like popping and popular. Now I don't remember if I would have. I don't know. I'm going to, I'll text your yeah. DM you and yeah. let you know. Let me it. know later. I'll put it, Follow up. I'll put it in, put the, it in the <laughs> I'll put it in the notes. Chelsea Jackson Roberts is a whatever. I'm a five. Yeah. I'm a five wing four. Okay. I wonder if you are. Would let me know later. Let me know. Later. I will. Yeah. I, w- I have it written down. I just need to search whatever that word is. Anagram. Yes. Okay. What's your, what's the worst tasting healthy food that you still eat it, but it tastes disgusting, but it's, it's healthy for you. You love it that I way. Stop. And I don't even know, like, did research show that wheatgrass was good for us, folks? Like, I don't know. Was that I used to work at a juice bar and it was just like, get the wheatgrass. Yeah. So, but I stopped. So I don't know if I can <laughs> your yoga teacher is telling you just give up, just quit. Just don't go back. No, I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I've just stopped. That's okay. Wheatgrass <laughs> is up there for people. That's an answer I hear pretty often. What's your dream vacation? Mm. Well, one, one that I can just like Star Trek, like we can just beam, be beamed there real quick. So maybe by the time nobles our age, it is definitely in a place that is beautiful, that has great fresh food, that has water. Also, maybe the mountains as an option. I may just be curating Los Angeles. That's where my husband's <laughs> from. He's always just like, we have everything where I'm from. So yeah. So just any place that is a curated space for me to recharge and I can be there and it's child friendly, but then you also have the option to have your children cared for so that you can, as my teacher says, drink as you pour. So <laughs> a retreat space. 
Love it. My wife is from LA and it's the same thing. Like I'm from Pittsburgh. We're kind of similar, mm -hmm. similar combinations. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. And, but my wife's is different. Like she would not move back mm. to LA. She's, she, we work, it's obviously the weather's great. You have so many things yeah. out there, but I love the, we love the country life too much out here. Yeah, I understand. Well, I'm in New York, so yeah. either way, I'm, I'm moving <laughs> fast here. Yeah, for sure. What's an over, well, let's say it this way. What are like two supplements that have been the biggest, do you take supplements? I guess would be the first question. If you do, what are two supplements that have been supportive for you? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> the only, and this is something that I'm working on because when I did, it was when I was preparing for Noble's birth and that was prenatal prenatal vitamins. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's something that draws me to yoga to take care of myself. It was a no brainer for me to know, oh, this is going to help him grow and be strong and healthy. Cool. Mm -hmm. Give me all the prenatal vitamins. And then I neglect myself because I am pouring into him. And so that's why I say this is a practice. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk afterwards. I'll, yeah. I'll give you some. <laughs> Do you think we're better off or worse off with social media? I think it's that's an example of the both and. Mm -hmm. I think that social media has allowed people who may not have had a voice to have spaces to be heard and to be seen and recognized. And I think that the challenge is that it's also providing a place for everything. So it's a lot of noise, a lot of information, some true, some not some. So it's creating, especially for our youth, an experience of having to truly have practices like yoga and meditation to keep you anchored because they are filtering so much more because of their access to information. Mm -hmm. So I love social media and I'm also very challenged by it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any personal, any personal boundary tips you have for somebody to have healthier boundaries with social media? The whole sleep part for me, like before Noble, I would scroll sometimes, often more than not, scroll and go to sleep at times. Shane and myself, like we both would. And I think since having Noble, we're, we're working to be deliberate mm -hmm. about cultivating ha healthy practices around sleep and unwinding. And so we've been putting our phones down. Mm -hmm. I've been getting in the bed at 8.30. Like, it's just like... And it has supported me to unwind sooner, whether it's the light that's stimulating me, the information, my mind processing and comparing myself to other people's lives as I go to sleep. Like, mm -hmm. good night. Like, say good night to your devices at least an hour before your goal is set to go to sleep. Great tip. What's your favorite restaurant in the world? And when you're there, what do you order? Oh, gosh. Now, favorite restaurant in the world? You could maybe even just New York. We can narrow it down. Right. I mean, I love, so I love Thai food. So I'm a Thai food. Like I have not been to Thailand. I was supposed to, we were supposed to go in 2020. So I had this whole plan to like go on this Thai street food adventure. <laughs> I don't have a name. I don't. It's not fair. I don't, I, I don't have anything. What? Okay. Right. What's your favorite Thai dish? Mm, okay. I love a Masiman. I love a Penang. I love a basil with the ginger. I just love the basil taste. I love the coconut milk. Yeah. That Give me combination. It's, it's combination <laughs> is good. If you could use only one skincare product for the rest of your life, what would that one skincare product be? Oof. An exfoliant, like any type of exfoliant, and I'm not going to say any product specifically, but an exfoliant because I do feel this reset. Like I just, I'm even putting my hands on my face right now. <laughs> I'm exfoliating. <laughs> it just feels like I'm getting a clean slate. It feels like yoga for my skin. It just feels like all of the dead cells, all of the day, the toxins I am getting in there, an exfoliant. Yeah. Somatic, yeah. it's, that's a pretty good analogy. That's like yoga for your skin. <laughs> Somatic experience for your face. What's a book that you've read in the last year? It could be fiction or nonfiction that really was, it got you thinking in a in a fresh new way. Mm -hmm. By my teacher, Swami Jaya Devi, Embodied. 
And it's about her experience as an urban monk. She is an actual monk. And that's where I did my practice. And to know that she's my teacher and to and to think that I knew everything about my teacher and to read it with new fresh eyes, especially from this vantage point of being at the highest place that I've been thus far in my career and to go back. That's what I'm talking about, about going back to my roots that, yeah, embodied by Swami Jayadevi. We'll put that in the show notes. What is a piece of advice? This is the last question. What's a piece of advice? It could be from your teacher, from someone else that sticks with you. You've got it years ago, but it's one that resonates with you even till today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have to be. You said it has to be from a teacher. Or anybody. It could be anybody. Yeah. It's actually my own personal sankalpa that I co-created with my teacher, Tracy Stanley, in my yoga ninja training. And it was like, you know, different things stick with different people. And I was never an affirmation or mantra person, like because it always felt like it was owned by somebody else and I needed it to be mine. And so the one that I created for myself was I am grounded and capable of making decisions even when I am questioning. And that's usually the crossroad that I'm met with whenever I'm met with challenge. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Am I making the right choice? It's going to be disaster if I make the wrong one, like all those things. And I have to like stop and live by I am grounded and capable of making decisions even when I'm questioning. Mm. Yeah. Powerful stuff. My goodness. That's a great way to leave it <laughs> off. I'm going to write that down to remind myself. Please do. <laughs> Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts, my friend, I am so blessed to have met you finally in real life. You've been my imaginary friend for about four years right now. <laughs> but where can people go to learn more about your work? Yeah, on social media, I'm Chelsea Love Yoga. And, you know, that's my website. I also have a nonprofit that I co-founded with my husband, Shane Roberts. It's called Red Clay Yoga. And we offer and make yoga and meditation accessible to communities. So, yeah, so that's redclayyoga.org. And Chelsea loves yoga on social. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.